Hello and welcome to Bake Off Bake Down with me, Kira. I'm here again with episode three of, yes, <laughs> this series. <laughs> it is bread week and last time we had biscuit week. Maxie got star baker and the cookie crumbled for Carol and Mace, um, they say her mask slipped, a bit weird, but yeah. I get what they're saying there. This week it's pizza, which I'm really excited about, and a Swedish cake, which really shocked me. Anyway, um, where are we? Well, I'm putting this podcast up a little bit late because last week I tried to watch it and my Virgin Media box was completely out of sync. I just can't watch something where the mouth is out of sync with the sound. So I did not do it until now. And it is Monday. And we have another episode tomorrow. So I did it at the last possible time. This is like the doing your homework five minutes before the class of podcasts. But, you know, I wouldn't leave these without a bread week episode. And I really, really enjoyed this episode. So Rebs and Abdul are under the weather. Um, we hear Carol's got her apple catchers out. Yeah, if you've watched it, you know what that is. Um... <laughs> Matt makes a joke that uh, Rebs and Abdul have gone straight to the final. But no, they just won't be here next week. Hopefully they'll be back next week. They're making pizza, which Noel and Matt say they hope makes Paul and Peru say Mamma Mia or any Pierce Brosnan movie. Goldeneye, Mrs. Doubtfire, Thomas Crown Affair. And yes, they go off on a tangent about Mrs. Doubtfire, Pierce Brosnan being the new boyfriend in that and then they literally go off and they forget to say bake. <laughs> and then they come back, bake. <laughs> so pizza, it seems like a simple thing to do, but it's it's not. We all know it's not. We make pizza a lot at home. And yeah, there's a lot of kneading, a lot of proving going on. I, I've done it probably a handful of times myself. My fiancé has done it several, several times. And he is very, very good at it. And he has his recipe down and we only use zero zero flour and we've tried everything we use polenta etc we don't have a pizza stone at all we don't own one but we have a cast iron pan which we actually fry it almost and then we put the cast iron pan into the oven and that's our go-to pizza strategy so um paul of course bake our bread week is a big thing for him so he talks a little bit about how they have to prep the dough. It has to be a little bit wetter than usual. Prue was talking about how she likes the bubbles that scorch on top. Um, there's a little bit of talk about pineapple, which of course, I mean, even in this 2022, 20, it's still going on. The controversy is pineapple good on a pizza. And yes, I think so. I'm funny, I'm, I'm watching Stranger Things now, even though it's been out once. We're only getting around to finishing it now and I'm slowly but surely in the last four weeks been watching um, episodes every few days. Finally on episode nine, which is the last episode of season four and they are in the pizza place. I don't know what it's called. Um, and they are making pineapple on pizza and they make a big deal out with the pineapple on pizza, which is gas. Um, anyway, maybe, maybe in America it's not that popular or something or maybe it was in the 80s. I don't know. So Paul says he wants to be golden brown outside and kind of soft. I was in the pub on Saturday with uh, three of my friends, one of whom is Italiano. 
and we talked about pizza for I'm not joking 30 minutes at least what is our toppings everything like that um so I'm gonna side note now and tell you the three my three best pizza places in Ireland in Ireland now it could be I could have missed a few right but I'm gonna give you two in Dublin and one in Galway coming in at number three we have Sano Sano is very good value for money and you know the pizza is good they don't take reservations but the restaurant is great you go in got a good bit of choice it's lovely so sano temple bar i think they have other ones as well coming in at number two pie georgia street pi brilliant place very short small menu not too expensive in my eyes but yeah um i haven't tasted bambino or anything it just looks really dear but bambino's the new okay we'll give that an honorable mention coming in at number one i've had this pizza twice in my life and i absolutely love it and i can talk about it forever but i won't talk about it too much it's in galway city it's Dobros, Dobros. Okay, so that's my take on pizza in Ireland. So, if you any of them want to sponsor me or you want to email me about that, greatcloudpodcast at gmail.com. So, moving on, James is making a hammer pineapple spin on it, but he's using pancetta. And they're talking about how the Hawaiian pizza used to kind of blow your mind as a kid. His story, his title of his signature bake is called It Does Belong. I like that, but I still have a conspiracy theory about the titles. I don't know if the if Paul and Prue know the titles, but I'm not too sure. He's using spelt flour, something about fourteen percent. He wants to have a nutty taste, and of course, uh, Paul and Prue are kind of questioning that. But anyway, they while they're not kneading, um, Paul is tormenting them by looking at their kneading technique and saying, "I do it slightly different." <laughs> and Kevin's like, "Care to elaborate?" And he says, four of them are doing the same technique." So he obviously has a technique that he does on his videos and books and people have not studied it. But anyway, Maxi is making sweet rosemary lamb using mince. I love a bit of mince. I love lamb mince, pork mince, beef mince. It's very meat heavy this week. So um, we're not having a lot. I I really was surprised. I thought there would be more vegetarian options. But yeah, I'm a fan of mince. I actually have a book called Mince that I bought off the book people. If anyone remembers the book people, they're not around anymore. We used to get like, in skill and where I work, we'd get um, cookbooks off them. And yeah, I have a book called Mince. And I would just look at it for all my mince recipes, which I absolutely love. Normally I'll just get that mince and start cooking. It's it's very affordable. <laughs> Noel has stars on his top, which he says is a tribute to Maxie's star baker last week. And Nick is saying he, um, oh, not Nick, sorry, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> James is saying he nicks shower caps from hotels to cover the dough. Shabira is making Malaysian prawn kind of pizza, um, this thing called Stinky Bean. She kind of freaks me out. And Noel says he, he loves this lady. Noel and Shabira are just like great double act. Whenever they get together, it's just very, very funny. It really entertains me. Um, a lot of them are making their tomato sauce. Some like um, Janusha is making his from scratch. And some are just using passato whatever. Kevin's pizza is fig, halloumi. It's actually the only vegetarian one that there is there. Um, I think Janusha is making the amazing full Irish, English, whatever, full breakfast. And um, we'll come back to that. Dawn is using stewing steak, which she says is rather cheap, but it takes long to cook and she is nervous about it. Yeah, I would be too, Dawn. I really need my stewing steak to be cooked to perfection. You don't seem to have a lot of time to do that. But anyway, I think she's doing a Tex-Mex um, thing. I can see her using kidney beans. She's putting on chili, guacamole and sour cream. 
And it looks like Sandro is doing something similar. He's using a Texas smoky barbecue. He's putting in pineapple. His is in a heart shape. And he's using barbecue sauce, which is something a lot of people get in uh, Domino's. But an Italian person would say absolutely no. Like we were even talking on, well, obviously this was nothing new, but um, we were like, what's your favorite pizza toppings? And a few of the girls were saying chicken. No, it ain't gonna fly in, in Italy. <laughs> Noel says to Sandro, it smells so good. And Sandro says, can you be the judge? Anyway, he can't. Now, I was absolutely delighted to see Carol's pizza recipe, a Reblochon Gruyere cheese. It's called Tartiflette, which is something I only discovered in February of this year. Um, my aunt lives in, ne- well, near Nice, in, in the, uh, you know, in the Alps, um, in the south of France, in Provence. And, oh my God, Tartiflette is so nice. I love it. I had it, but I didn't have it on a pizza, but I'll be checking it out now. Um, and Carol said she discovered this recipe when she'd be taking boats to the Mediterranean. Um, okay, Yanush, yeah, full English breakfast. Prue's not so excited about the baked beans, but he is using butter beans and putting like his own kind of tomato sauce on them. So I question that. But anyway, um, James is making two batches of um, dough. He says second batch has not proved, so he's going to go for batch one. Dawn says her beef is not as tender as she wanted to be and Mac says or no one or the other says it's still time to order a pizza I can see them using polenta my fiance was watching it with me and he said I don't know why I'm not using injuria I'm probably gonna say that wrong but it's a type of sausage meat thing that is um, Italian and it's very popular in Ireland right now induya induja oh my god induya I just talked about this today and I can't even remember how to pronounce it sorry but it's it is lovely. I do love it on a pizza, but it's extremely popular in Ireland at the moment in all these pizza places that I mentioned earlier. Janusha and Matt are talking and I noticed Carol in the background, like stressing out. It was just a funny little show. Um, egg on pizza. Shout out to one of my pals who likes an egg on a pizza. I got it in France a lot. I travel around France this summer. And yeah, I, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan. Sometimes, but it's just, it's never cooked to my liking. I don't mind a runny egg, but yeah, I'm just trying to eat pizza, man. I don't need an egg on it. Carol's worried she's put too much cheese. Um, Kevin has mentioned that he thinks the oven is a bit uneven, so I don't know. This is a bit soft below. I used to, I used to say this phrase a lot when I was young, young, but I haven't said it in my adult life that much. But Bad workman blames his tails. I don't want them to be... I'm not saying he's a bad workman, but the oven is uneven. I'm s- I'm surprised to hear that. Now, maybe the ovens aren't, but I would think they were top-notch. But anyway, Shabir, <laughs> Shabir's oven has a load of smoke slash steam coming out of it. Um, I can see it all using the stone. It really reminds me of the Stranger Things episode where your, your man is making a, uh, a pizza, which I watched last night. The finale. Uh, no spoilers, of course. Dawn is putting extra chilies on her. She says, this is hot, but let's make it hotter. And Carol's worried she overdid it again. So time for the judging. First up, we have Shabira. And I guess it's funny the way the camera kind of pans to all the others looking on. They're a bit overwhelmed by the chilli, but it's a great structure inside, according to Paul, who we all know is the king of bread week for some reason. Number two, we have Yanush. Um, they like his pizza parlor design. They love the thin crust. There's so much in it, it needs a bit more of a punch, something punchy to kind of break through. Third up, we've Kevin. His is very pretty. Um, they say the base is nice. Dough 
it's kind of bared, chilli and balsamic is good, but it was too sweet. And um, fourth, we have James. The base was all right. Nice texture and crumb. Uh, the, he did deliver on the upscale ham and pineapple, but um, Paul thought it was dry and needed more tomato. Fifth up was Don. They said it was surprisingly bland. Uh, mince would have been better than the stewing beef to give it a punch. And she was disappointed. And <laughs> Prue says there's lots more time. So nice little bit of encouragement there. Sixth up, we have Maxi. The base was very thick and they kind of said it was too thick, but the flavour was fantastic. And to be honest, my, my fiance did say that was one he would like to order. And I kind of agree with him. Seventh, we have Sandro. Sweet and spicy, they say. Very inviting. Great shape. It looks nice. It's really messy, um, but the camembert and all is ingenious. And I have to say, it does sound like a really good um, combination of flavours. And eighth up, we have Carol. She calls hers the exceptional, the tartiflette. Um, Said there's a bit too much of it on. It's uh, kind of spewing over the side. The base is floppy. It's a taste divine. And questioning, is there too much of a good thing? So um, before we figure out what the next thing is, Dawn's, Dawn is worried that hers was very bad. So now we go on to the technical challenge. And Matt introduces the priest of yeast, Paul Hollywood. And Paul Hollywood's generic advice of the week is you have to be fast and accurate with this recipe. Okay, so they're making a pano raison, something I really enjoy. And to make a smooth creme pas and they have no tails, etc. Um, Kevin looks like he's struggling a little bit already just reading it. He says he kind of realizes mid confessional or whatever that um, he has to put it in the freezer. So great editing there from the editors. <laughs> now, this is probably... Uh, I'm not joking. This is probably what I thought was the funniest joke ever in Bake Off history. I'm willing to say that and go out on that hill to die on. Noel is asking Shabira to describe her boyfriend, Brett. And she says, he's no hair, he's got spectacles. And he said, what, is he from a guess who board? <laughs> guess who board? Hilarious. Um, they're doing lamination, of course. It's the way that the pastry kind of reminds me that um, now people are laminating their eyebrows. So I don't know if it's just a, a trend, but um, Kevin's saying his pastry is torn. It looks really, really wet. There must be a new camera director or something because there's definitely different shots like of the oven and the bunting and stuff. <laughs> I didn't know Boy George had a musical called Taboo. Learned that in this episode. And Matt is talking to Don, says he was in the original cast, and Don's just like not registering at all. And he's like, Looks like I made an impression. Um, I was drinking tea, of course, I always drink tea when I'm watching this, and I was having a little brand chocolate, dark chocolate, and raspberry. I wasn't too sure about it, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to be healthy or something by having dark chocolate with raspberry. It kind of cancels it out, but no. Let me know if, you, if you've tried that. Sound off in the comments below. Whenever I make a tea for the two of us, I put like little milk into a little jug. And we both do. And then if there's milk left over, I have to take a milk shot. And uh, we sing the song um, One Shot of Adrenaline by RuPaul. Put milk shot. Give me milk shot milk shot I drink my milk shot I always have to drink it so 
Yeah, I tried to, I tried to cut down on dairy, but I will not give up my milk. <laughs> so Carol is regretting her tray decision. She says she should, should have put three trays in because they're all sticking together. Kevin, he can see the butter coming out. Dawn can see big tails on hers. Um, oh, they're making the icing. It looks really good. But, um, of course, the age-old problem, um, the cakes are not cooled down enough for the icing. It's different camera angles this year, guys. Definitely different camera angles. Right. The blind taste test. First up, Kevin. They say his are flat and kind of doughy. Second was Carol. Doesn't like that they're joined together and a bit too much icing and they're underbaked. Third, James. Um, they have no tails and they've got... Oh, sorry, not James. Janute. They No tails and they've got flavour. Okay. Fourth, Dawn. Say so the size is quite irregular. Fifth, um, they go to Shabira. Hers are small, not really risen enough. Sixth, they go to Sandro. His are small, they're underproved, but there's a good flavour. Seventh, they go to Maxi. The lamination is very good and has a lovely flavour. And eighth, they go to James. And they all have tails, but the flavour is nice. So coming in last, in eighth place, was Carol. Because they were underbaked. Coming in seventh was Kevin. They were underproved. Six was Dawn, fifth Shabir, fourth Sandro, third James, and second was Maxi. And the only thing that was not good about them was the size differentiations. Differentiation, I don't know. And coming in first was Janouche. And they really liked the colour, the love, the flake, and the flavour. And yeah, we have our lovely Sainsbury's ad, Is It Cake? think they have different ones or, or maybe I forget what one's already been on I know it's only the third week now the showstopper is a smorgasbord which I was surprised to hear is a sandwich cake and it's savory I was really shocked to hear that um I didn't know that's what they were going to go for with the Swedish cake I thought it was going to be like a princess torta or something but no it was a smorgasbord which is a great idea for bread week and Maxi pronounces it properly, and we're all not pronouncing it properly. But anyway, um, I'll give you a little laugh. When I went to, this isn't Sweden, but it was in Norway. Um, once I went to Norway and worked at a festival. And they had provided, you know, like sandwiches, right? And there was lovely toppings and stuff. And you kind of had a, a smorgasbord, <laughs> which I didn't know smorgas meant sandwich. But here we go. We learn something new every day. Um, and you could kind of put your little toppings on the bread, but the bread is quite thick. And I made a very Irish mistake of helping myself to the sandwich buffet, but putting two bits of bread on like a normal Irish young person and not knowing that in Norway, it's open face sandwiches. It's all open face sandwiches. And in Sweden too, I used to work in Ikea. There was a lot of open face sandwiches pre-prepared in the restaurant. That's what I'm basing my, uh, all my Swedishness on <laughs> working in Ikea for two years. But yeah, so I'll never forget that working in Oya Festival. It's very hard to imagine um, this smorgasbordta because it's just something I've never experienced before. Um, so yeah, Carol is being <laughs> talked to by Paul again and he's telling her she doesn't have enough water. So poor Carol. Don is making a chicken souvlaki kind of Greek style flavour and Paula's um, 
criticizing her kind of well no he's not but he's saying are you not using coriander and she's saying she doesn't like it i like coriander but weirdly i we went to a mexican a beautiful mexican restaurant really authentic restaurant in dublin and i found there was too much coriander it was the first time i actually don't know soapy i kind of got it Janus has been given a deep fat fryer and yeah they're joking about that going up in flames because they do give them those sometimes for the donuts so you know us true fans will remember that so Janus is one the fish and chip sh shop with the curry sauce mushy peas I'm into it I'm already into it loads of vinegar salt say so it's very British I suppose fish and chips is very British it's Irish too though um who did it first eh Shabira is making a traditional Malaysian dish, nasi lemak, with chicken, ginger, coconut, and apparently it's very spicy. Sandro is saying his would uh, scare away vampires, um, so he's saying no, shouldn't eat it. But he's doing lovely kind of barbecue flavors, sloppy joe, beef brisket, and he says it, it's kind of like something he would have at a festival. Uh, I didn't know he was Brazilian. It's pretty cool. So... Yes, when they're making bread, it's all about the kneading and it's all about the proof, the first proof and the second proof. So they have to prove it again. James is using plums, charcuterie pork. And I learned something new from James as well. I didn't know in 2016 that um, pandas are no longer endangered. And he has a tattoo to celebrate that fact. Maxi is, I think hers is called curvy seafood. Not curry, I read curry, but it's curvy seafood. And something that she remembers from childhood, which I think is really nice. And yeah, I just, the, the at this point in the show, I'm still really struggling with the concept of a smorgasbord. I've just, it's just mad to think that that actually exists. Like, I suppose people over here might say, oh, why do you go get like a jambon or chicken fillet roll? Um, I've been talking about chicken fillet rolls a lot today. I was talking about them today. Uh, it's something we feel really strongly about in Ireland. I don't know why, but um, the chicken fillet roll and the breakfast roll, but the chicken fillet roll has a huge place in our hearts. And I'm going to tell you my chicken fillet roll order. And I really, really want to hear yours, of course, send off in the comments below. Chicken, I mean, sorry, roll, mayonnaise, spicy chicken, fillet, of course, or goujons, whatever you want to call it, iceberg lettuce, grated cheese. Of course, the grated cheese should be on the chicken so it melts. Beautiful. I got a really bad one on Saturday. Like, it was the worst chicken fillet roll I ever got. I don't know. I'm not blaming the person who made it. I think it was just... It wasn't spicy chicken. It was plain. So maybe the failure was on me that I should have got it with taco sauce, which is really nice. But I just got, I just got my usual mayo chicken. Oh, God. Couldn't finish the thing. Couldn't. It was so bland. Anyway, normally I always love them so i have them i have them quite often let's just say that now where were we poor maxi's oven wasn't preheating um <clears throat> so she's worried she might get held back but i don't think she does she makes mayonnaise for the first time and it seems to be working kevin is basing it on his own personal fish pie recipe and his wife actually taught him to cook which i thought was a lovely shout out to his wife my other half actually taught me to cook as well and now i absolutely love cooking um so shout out to him so kevin is using salmon and smoked haddock and making a little guy out of cucumber which yeah fair play to him <laughs> Sandra and 
Noel are talking about how his, you know, brisket or whatever looks like human flesh or his pulled pork or whatever it is. And there's a bit of cannibal talk, which is like currently like very controversial. But anyway, Noel went there. He said, who would you eat? And he said he would eat Matt <laughs> if he had to eat a human on the show. Um, Sandra, I'm still struggling to guess to know that people actually eat this in Sweden. I need to go to Sweden right now and eat one. Um, Sandra says, looks like a burger, isn't it? Carol, um, she's worried that she needs four layers instead of three. So we're like, oh, how's it going to work out? Shabira makes a little change of plan with her cream cheese topping or frosting or whatever it's called. I know it's not frosting, but, and Kevin's frosting is a bit runny, so... <laughs> Chanusha's boyfriend designed the paper thing to go around his fish and chips and it has Noel on it and Noel's like future winner of the bake-off right here. <laughs> Kevin is trying to use a chive for a fishing rod. Looks kind of stressful. Sandro's cleaning up after himself like a good, good steward and um, Maxie is throwing rocket on hers and Janus is just making a mess and worried about who's going to hoover up after him. Sainsbury's ad it's an orange juice and it's a rainbow cake inside oh my god I'm loving the short breaks as well because I had I my tv recorded it then out of sync so I had to watch it on four four OD all four and yeah they're really short breaks so shout out to Sainsbury's they better not stop that now that I've just mentioned <laughs> okay first up I think um Janusz brings up his smaller tortoise that um no announces and Prue says the idea of fish and chips in the cake is disgusting. <laughs> or the f- idea of fish and chips sandwich is disgusting. I have to d- disagree. I love a fish and chip sandwich. She says it looks beautiful. And Paul just thinks it's ingenious. He said that word a few times today. Ingenious. He doesn't say genius. Ingenious. It's like flammable. Inflammable. Paul says the flavor is all the way down. So they're delighted with Janusz. Second up, Carol say it looks very pretty. Looks like the 60s. Um, okay, she's describing the mackerel, beetroot. Um, they said it would need more basic seasoning and the bread is too dry. I think he said you should use a rye bread. Third up, we have James. They say it's kind of wonky. They like the panda. Uh, the marbling really works, but the flavor is a bit one-dimensional. Um, fourth up, we have Kevin. So his is crazy looking. The roasted broccoli, tender stem broccoli is a bit wilted. If I never see that tender stem broccoli ad again, it'll be too soon. I, It's always on when I watch um, all four for um, right at first sight. I'm just like, no, I don't see it. I didn't even know tender stem was like a trademarked broccoli. I thought we were just having tender stem. Back to Kevin. They say his bread is overbaked and dry, okay? Maxi, they say hers is colourful. It's kind of messy on top. The tree fillings are delicious. And the seeded one is a bit too heavy, but congratulations for doing two breads, Prue says. Shabira, they say it's astonishing, original. Um, noticing they all have kind of a white frosting. But anyway, the chicken, the anchovy cream, peanuts, eggs, cucumber, she's describing it. And they say it's terrific and unusual. They're really happy with Shabira. Sandro, um... Okay, they said there's a bit of a lean to it, but that's probably why, because there's so much meat in it. I don't know how he fits so much meat in it. The bread is baked beautifully, they say. The barbecue sauce overwhelmed a bit of it, but it's very well made and delicious. Um, Dawn, they say it looks lovely and simple. The bread is good, 
Some of it is too thick, um, but it's missing the key Greek flavours, unfortunately. Sainsbury's ad. <laughs> now, Dawn says that this week was a bit of an embarrassment for her, so God love her, She's, she doesn't look too best, please. Sainsbury's ad, it was, I, that was a new one to me, I think it was the burger, was it? It was a cake, anyway. <laughs> so, they're talking about who could guest star baker, could be Janoush, Shabira and Sandro in the top three. Carol, Don, and Kevin are in the bottom for them. And the scores are so equal, they say that they're going to have to go back and look at all the scores so far. And the Star Baker, time to award it. And my prediction was fully right. I predicted it would be Janusz, and he did win. And well, well deserved. And in a crazy twist, but one that I'm, I'm happy to see, nobody went home this week, which I think is fair. Um, because the quality was extremely high and you'd be really nitpicking but um, no one's really smiling I noticed when, when the camera pans them they're kind of just like not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed they're just whelmed, they're just like oh. anyway um, <laughs> Carol says her online shopping's going and notice guys, I talk about this in my um, other podcast which is called Boardroom Breakdown which follows every episode of The Apprentice on BBC and when, I won't go into it, but let's just talk about the Bake Off relevance. When Prue and Paul are talking outside, they are wearing jackets and scarves for continuity. They wear the same jacket and the same scarf. They would not need to be wearing that. It was a heat wave this summer and this was recorded in the summertime. They don't need to wear that. It's just in case they want to take some of their talking out of context. Conspiracy theory, I think not. Anyway, guys, next week is Mexican week and Revs and Abdul are back, thank God. Um, Yeah, that was a great week. Uh, again, sorry I did not record it in time. I am just losing the run myself. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just tired. I'm actually pri- prioritising rest. And sometimes I do listen to a lot of different, I listen to loads of podcasts all the time. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a millennial. That's what I do. And, you know, sometimes there's these podcasts I really enjoy and then I'm like, why did they not record more you know like and it's normally Irish women as well like myself and I'm like oh I wish they would record more and now I realize it's hard to sit down at the mic and do it now with it my my podcast is very time-based I kind of need to do it time timely each week or it won't get done um but I really left this the last minute and I just thank you so much for listening and yeah I'm wrecked but love you guys and <laughs> Sorry, a bit over familiar all of a sudden. You can see how tired I am. But um, yeah, I'm just sending lots of love. So I will see you next week. Bye.